Welcome to The Real Enneagram, A Spiritual Quest, brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. Join us as we experience the vital teachings of Enneagram expert Dr. Joseph Howell, clinical psychologist and author of Becoming Conscious, The Enneagram's Forgotten Passageway. Relax as you are taken beyond personality typing to The Real Enneagram, The Spiritual Development of the Soul. Welcome back to a podcast entitled The Real Enneagram, A Spiritual Quest. Today we have a special podcast. Dr. Joseph Howell will be interviewing Edith Couch, who is a licensed professional counselor and also a student for or with the Institute for Conscious Being. He's also interviewing Robert Fowler, who is an Episcopal priest, and he is also a student with the Institute for Conscious Being. And these two have quite a bit of life wisdom to share with us. Today, Dr. Howell will be interviewing them about the Enneagram, and shock points. And shock points are those periods in our lives, those things that happen to us in our lives where when it, whatever it is happens, life as we know it changes forever. Sometimes that's the death of a loved one. Sometimes it's a divorce. Sometimes it's a, a sudden and shocking career change. And, and there's so many more. A diagnosis of a medical condition or a disease or, you know, learning something about a friend or loved one that just changes the way we look at life forever. And the Enneagram is a tool for us to use to learn how to navigate these situations. And most all of us, there's very few people that go through life without having some sort of a shock point at some point. And we don't wish those upon anybody, but at the same time, they often offer offer such an opportunity for growth. So you're in for a special treat today. Thank you for listening. So today we're going to uh, interview Robert Fowler, an Episcopal priest who is part of the Institute for Conscious Being certification program, and Edith Kelch, who is a licensed professional counselor, who is also part of the Institute for Conscious Being certification program in consciousness and Enneagram studies. And today we're going to talk about the uh, essential nature of the shock point and how it is a pivotal point in our life, and we have some decisions to make at that point. We either disintegrate or regress, or we remain like a deer in the headlights, or we are prompted to go up the spiral of growth and are therefore led to a higher level of consciousness because of that shock point. Um, I'd like to know what your ideas of the shock point are, if you could tell about a shock point in your life, and how it served you or did not serve you. And let us continue from there. Edith? Um, a shock point 
for me is, is a pivotal moment or a nuclear episode where something has happened and you're walking down a path and all of a sudden at that path you are either going to go straight, you're going to go left, right, or you're going to go left. And that moment in time provides you with hopefully clarity. And with that clarity comes insight and you realize this is a moment in my life that I must choose a path. I must change. And um, I can, like you said, I can plan on being stuck. I could stay bitter um, for what happened within my own family. It probably would have been just as easy to have gotten mean-spirited or turned my back on God. But I knew that um, I have a son with mental illness and uh, severe mental illness, and um, my mother um, was killed. And so at that point, um, I made a decision, and I clung to God. And I decided that that was what I had to do. And my... My belief in God, my idea of God, shifted. Mm -hmm. And what it shifted to is that God doesn't want us to have bad things happen to us. He didn't allow or plan for my mother to be killed or for my son to be mentally ill. But when these opportunities happen, then he looks at us and he says, So, Edith... I'm not going to leave you, but what are you going to do with this? So I decided that what he wanted for me to do was to keep on going and was to still be faithful and for every day to find a blessing in what happened to me, no matter how hard that it was. Wasn't anybody else, for anybody else to understand, wasn't anybody else's journey and nine, to see, 16 years later, mm-hmm. my lesson was to love unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And I truly understand the verse, love the sinner but hate to sin. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing that will rock my faith. Mm-hmm. And um, so that moment changed who I was. Wow. Forever and for the better. Mm-hmm. And he also shook my tree a little because then what happened was I had people around me that had fallen off that tree that now, you know, a couple of years later when that happened, I thought, well, thank you, Lord, because mm-hmm. it put me on a path, mm-hmm. and that path, that moment mm-hmm. in time has led me to where I am now, mm-hmm. and I'm happy with that. Wow. What about you, Robert? What would be a similar pivotal or shock point? Well, for for clergy persons, uh, we all have a call story, or everybody figures we do. Um, I tell I grew up in the Methodist church and was a good boy who always went to church and always went to Sunday school because his parents taught Sunday school for twenty five years, so there was really no option on Sunday mornings. Um, but but I looking back, 
my my sense of call probably came at an early age. I just didn't, I wasn't aware of it. And I, in 1985, I married an Episcopalian. Congratulations. Yeah, how about that? How about that? And then was confirmed in the Episcopal Church in 1988. And uh, it was a a pretty easy transition. I didn't um, didn't compromise any kind of theology. Um, Just learned about doing communion every Sunday instead of maybe once a month or once a quarter. Um, Was married for 18 years, two children who are now 23 and 28, and we divorced in 2003. At that time, we were living as a family in South Georgia. My uh, wife at the time is from Greenville, South Carolina. And so when we split up, she chose to move back home. The children were 7 and 13. So that would be the, the shock point of my life. It was a long time in coming, but just that, that realization that now my children are five hours away and I will see them on a scheduled basis. Um, all that to be said, as far as my call story, I had I had I stayed married and living in Albany, Georgia, in the investment business, I wouldn't be where I am today. And as and as gut wrenching as that was at the time, my my calling and my vocation, where I am today as an Episcopal priest, is by virtue of what's come before. Uh, our children are wonderful. My daughter leaves today, in fact, to go teach school in Madrid, Spain for a year. Oh. And uh, my son's uh, 28 and, and working in the technology business in South Carolina. Um, my ex-wife is remarried, and, and we've, we've moved on. And, you know, we, I always say we have, a, we have a very well-adjusted corporate relationship. And uh, God... God decided it was it was not time for me to go to seminary until I turned fifty. <laughs> uh, thanks, <laughs> good things come to those who wait. Um, but I love what I do. I love what I'm able to do with and for people, and what people are able to do for me. Um, and and that's again part of the realization of the enneagram, um, learning how we are all connected, um, and those those shock points in our life. Sometimes we look back, we all have them, and go, how did I get through it? Mm-hmm. And some of us don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and that doesn't mean that, that we forget. Um, and and there's, um, it's hard to say that there's always completed healing. But we, we work at it and we continue to heal um, and that's where we need the support and love of others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when you have shock points, I wish that you could put up your model because I thought that that explained it beautifully. And you show moving through integration and going up and you have a shock point. Well, you can keep mm-hmm. moving up or it can knock you down a little bit and then you move mm-hmm. up again. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I loved that, but... Um, I wish you could show that because I, I think that it's important that we all realize that even if you're shocked and you have bad things, we just keep going and learn from them. And I, I think that um, you two have brought up a very good point that 
these, these big shocks happened to you before you were introduced to the Enneagram mm -hmm. at, mm -hmm. at, at an academic level and an experiential level, which to me shows that the Enneagram itself is not a creed, it's not a... Um, the thing that does something for us, it reflects the truths of life. And if we are conscious of those truths, and the Enneagram helps us become conscious of it, then we are more aware of what we're going through when we go through a shock point or a regression or an integration or we adapt to a certain style that now we know is a wing, mm -hmm. okay? Now we have words for it. We have a vocabulary for the truths of life. And it's a roadmap. Yes. It's a roadmap for everyone to follow, which is important because in counseling, we talk to people about rupture and repair. And so the Enneagram helps you with rupture, and it helps you repair it, and it helps you move forward. But then we don't, there are times when you don't really know how to tell them what they need to do because it's different than what you would do. So we, people rupture, we try to help them repair, but they don't have instructions. Mm -hmm. And the Enneagram is the best instruction manual I've ever seen to help you rupture and repair. Yeah. Well, and, and also discerning how you respond and react when loved ones, other people in your life have the shock points. Mm -hmm. So much of the time, and it's a challenge in ministry, somebody in your parish uh, loses a loved one, is diagnosed with uh, cancer, and words fail you. You don't know what to do, what to say, how to respond. And, and sometimes just saying, I love you and I'm here um, is, is all you can do at the time. Um, sometimes, sometimes less is more um, in dealing with those shocks because trying to come up with something profound um, it is... It may just not be the time yet. Mm -hmm. But you have the Enneagram helps you with that yeah. because yeah. if you understand where they're coming from and you can kind of understand their what their number digresses right. to or regresses, mm -hmm. then you can adapt the support that you offer them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you have any other words about shock points, especially for people who may be clients, counselees, people in therapy, and also people uh, who uh, may be on a spiritual search. Well, we, we, we hear the term crisis of faith, um, and um, as I often say, we we have to look at being religious and being spiritual as two different things. They're, they don't always hold hands. Um, somebody may be going through a, a crisis of faith or a questioning period um, 
And I might not be able to understand it, but I need to just be able to sit and listen and um, and respect where they are and and offer whatever kind of solace I can as they work through that um, and understanding that it may be a journey of days, months, years. Um, so do not be anxious because it's right. the most wonderful opportunity for growth that you'll have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to wrap this up today and thank you, uh, Edith. Thank and you. thank you, Robert, for your time and your perspectives and your willingness to really be able to give part of yourself for the betterment of others' lives. I, I really want to thank, thank you. You thank too, you. Joe and Mark. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be here without you. That's right. That's right. Thank you for being with us today. Check out our website at www.theicb.org. That's T-H-E-I-C-B dot O-R-G. If you have questions you would like to have answered on this podcast, just email us at the address on our website, theicb.org, under Contacts. And if you would like to attend one of the conferences or other events of the Institute for Conscious Being, you will find these presentations on our website under Events.